Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. The focus at UY is to be who you are without apology, for you are one of a kind, without equal. Be encouraged as these conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Your companion to the whimsy and beauty of the human spirit, Rochelle Condi now. Jen wasn't feeling fully herself the day we recorded, and yet she was a trooper giving it her all. I'm grateful because she did me a solid, which you will hear about. As a self-love coach, she's committed to doing the healing work herself, and then she can better help clients with the insight and experience she has gained. Listeners, I want to share with you how generous and gracious this next guest is. We actually had a conversation for the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but guess what? Somehow I forgot to press record. Ugh. (laughs) Ever have one of those days? Yep, yep, yep. Well, here is what I can share about by request guest Jen Haddix. We found each other through a podcasting platform called Audrey. She reached out to me and we decided to collaborate. She's coming on Unabashed You and I was a guest on her show, Self Love Yogi. Welcome, Jen, and thanks again for your kindness. Absolutely. No problem at all. (laughs) You were just so wonderful about the whole thing. And and of course, you know, when you realize the kind of personality I have when I realized what had happened, you know, you just feel sick. I mean, you're Uh just like... Oh, I mean, and now I have to go back and tell her, I mean, just that the whole humbling experience of the realization that taking responsibility and holding myself accountable, and then being honest and hoping that it's going to be received in that in in the that the same way that I was sharing with you in in all vulnerability and authenticity. Wow, I really blew this. And you were just like, okay, no problem. I was like, she's the perfect person to be able to tell this to. That's so great. I'm glad I was able to do that for you. Cause I just, I mean, maybe years ago I would have been different, but there's no need to get worked up and get upset. And I do the same thing. So technology can be a bitch sometimes. Yes. Yes. And I, I have confirmed we are at recording. I'm very excited <laughs> to record. I, we can both <laughs> see it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Anything you want the listeners to know about you to, to start? Um, well, I guess just a little bit of background about me and what I do as sure. we talked about last time. Um, a lot of my stuff is about self-love, which I believe has to do with getting into the big stuff, getting into the deep stuff that we don't like to look at. So getting into the shadow side, looking at the parts of ourselves that we think are hard to love. When you can start to learn to love those parts, that's when you can find the deeper self-love. And that's come about for me because I've been through such a traumatic childhood and such a traumatic life and everybody has trauma to some degree. So I never like to say that my trauma is worse than others or better than others, but it, it was something that happened to me that I believe I signed up for before I got here. Personally, I think that I signed a soul contract to do this. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I never had that thought before. Like there's something called soul contracts. And so my belief is that we sign a soul contract before we get here. And we know like me and my mom probably signed a soul contract to do the thing that we did. And, and she left this world and that was part of her soul contract. And so wow. I look at it that way, whether or not it's true, doesn't matter to me because it changes my perspective regardless. Right. Exactly. That's yeah. very interesting. I'm going to ponder that. I'm yeah. I, I love to ponder. I'm going to ponder that a bit. 
What three words, and thank you for the uh, vulnerability of sharing that. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Sharing what you, what you, what you believe. And that is fascinating. I really am going to circle back to that yeah. three words to describe yourself. Um, authentic, brave, and kind. Oh, authentic, brave, and kind. And yes, yes. I mean, I can <laughs> see that in our interactions for sure. Authentic, brave, and kind all the way. All right. Two truths and a lie. And so three things, and I need to guess. Okay, let's see. So I have two wiener dogs. Okay. I love pineapple. Okay. And I love to tap dance. Okay. Okay, two wiener dogs. I feel like, okay, don't, let me, let me just go through my thought process. I feel like I saw something about your two dogs on Instagram. So I'm going to like say, I'm going to set that one aside and say that's true. Um, pineapple. It's hard to imagine people not liking pineapple, but I guess it's possible. So I'll set that aside on the other side. Tap dancing. That's a, to me, a 50, 50 thing. You, you, you might like it. You might not like it. So I, I think I'll go with uh tap dancing that you don't actually know how to tap dance. No, I do. Yep. Oh. <laughs> I'm <a tap> dancer. <laughs> I did a 42nd street back when I was in high school and I learned how to tap dance back then. And so I've been doing it ever since. Oh my gosh. And so you actively tap dance. I mean, even if I it's haven't in maybe a year or so with all okay. the stuff, but like last year during the, the lockdown, I, um, I was, I got a new pair of tap shoes and I got on YouTube and I did some tap classes and it's kind of hard. Cause you have to get like, you either have to have a good space or you have to get like a board. Otherwise right. you floors and stuff. Right. But yeah, so, and exactly. I did it and I was like, wow, I still have it. Like I still have Oh, that how ability. fun. Yeah. That is so fun. And 42nd Street, that's a tap heavy show. I couldn't believe that. I Yeah, like I got cast and um, we did the whole we're in the money where we made the dimes out of wood. We had to dance with them over our head and set them down. Oh, we had tap hands on them. And it was like, I actually that was um, I was a really heavy kid. And that was the first show I ever did. And I lost 30 pounds Whoa! because it was so much um, rehearsal. And I was also that's when my eating disorders were kind of starting to like peak up. And so I was not eating and I was going to rehearsal every day and I lost 30 pounds. And they're like, your costumes don't fit you anymore. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> so that's kind of a weird time in my life. Wow. Well, it's hard to put you're you're very healthy looking and very lean looking. So it's hard to picture you with, you know, 30 extra pounds on you. Okay. So that takes us to pineapple. Mm-hmm. You, you don't care for, you I don't hate pineapple. Okay. What, hate. what is it about pineapple? I don't know. It tastes gross it like if it touches other fruit like I'm like, like I can't I do I can't do pineapple it's I've always hated it and everybody I say that one because it's because like you said most people like pineapple a lot and right acidic it's ugh, I don't like it <laughs> it's so funny as we're talking about pineapple my I'm I feel like I'm tasting it right now and yeah. it's like creating a reaction in me <laughs> oh, gosh. isn't that funny <laughs> yeah yeah okay is there anything you're binging right now show like um, tv show wise i'm not a big tv person okay uh, I, that's fine again like the, the last year i <laughs> i'll try not to share too many of my beliefs but um i feel well, a you, lot... you get to be you that's what the whole i know about. but i don't want it to i don't want it to turn into i could go on a conspiracy <laughs> road right now and i don't want to do that i can't okay. um but i do feel very um i feel i feel a lot of inauthentic inauthenticity when i watch tv i feel a okay. lot of brainwashing and I, I see a lot of things like once you go down the rabbit hole, you can't unsee them. So now when I watch TV, I'm like, oh, I can't even watch this. And so I will watch movies occasionally. I just saw 
fear and loathing in Las Vegas with my boyfriend for the first time. And I okay. before, and I was like, okay, but, um, well, and didn't he win a, Nicholas Cage? Didn't he win an Academy Award for that? I don't know. Johnny Depp. Okay. Jo- okay. I'm thinking of a different movie. The one with Nicholas Cage is, um, Oh, that's something else. Yeah. Maybe Las Vegas. Maybe. There you go. Yes. Okay. And he yes, probably is Nicholas yes. Cage or something else, but. Okay. So right, right, right. This book right now. Losing. So, Losing, losing your, pounds, your pounds, of pounds of pain by Doreen Ooh. Virtue. So this is what I'm kind of binging on. This is what I've brought about the juice cleanse that I'm doing, some of the dietary things that I'm doing. It's not so much about losing weight per se. I will probably lose weight just because I think I'm actually holding emotional trauma in my body. Okay. And so like, I'm a pretty fit lean-ish person. I've been leaner in the past. I used to compete in bodybuilding. I got oh, on stage and did gosh. the tan and did the little sparkly bikini and the whole thing. And um, it really set my eating disorder into like a tailspin after that. And so I'm reading this. I read it a couple of years ago and it didn't really resonate with me as much. I felt more like I was being chastised by it. I'm reading it again. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I think I'm holding like childhood trauma, sexual trauma in my body. And so I'm binging on this book right now. I'm probably going to read it a few times and try to just kind of get to the root of it. And that's why I'm doing this two week juice cleanse. So I can get into the emotional traumas in my body and look at them rather than sometimes we put food on them and not in a bad way. It's okay to eat. Like I try, I'm the first person to say, please eat whatever you want. But sometimes when we eat from an emotional place, right. We don't get to feel our feelings because the food covers it up. Right. And so that's kind of what I'm working on right now. Well, a couple of things. One, I really like that you pivoted. What are you binging right now to talk about uh, that? You're actually binging a book right mm-hmm. now. I think that that is a really cool interpretation of the question. So thank oh, you for welcome. just a, shifting that completely. And then secondly, how wonderful you, you just, you feel so committed to being whole and well and healing anything that's just, you know, not quite right. Cause of course you are correct in that we all go through stuff. And that's one of the reasons we're here You know, I don't even, uh, of course, I'm not completely well-versed in all the belief systems out there, but it's hard to imagine a belief system that would tell you that you're not going to go through hard things while you're here. That just seems to be part of the program. (laughs) No matter what you believe, that seems to be part of the program. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. All right. Share a nugget of wisdom you keep handy. Um, Something I talk about a lot on my platform is especially with the way that the world looks around us right now, a lot of us feel a little helpless. We're kind of watching some chaos happen and we feel like, what can we do to help the state of the world? And I just tell all of my people that if you want to heal the world, you start by healing yourself. That's my favorite thing to say and do. And honestly, even if it's not about the world, even if you couldn't care less about politics or anything that's happening and you're just living your life, maybe you've got people around you that you feel like, God, I wish they would just whatever. If you want them to heal in some way, start by healing yourself and your perception of them will change and they will see you. And that's just, that's how any change happens. You can't change other people. You can't change the world. You can only change yourself. I I could not agree more. I think in anything that you are going to feel for someone else or share with someone else, you can't really do that well until you have it for yourself. Cause it really starts from that place of like, you know, wholeness, wellness, all of that. It's it, it for me, it's that classic 
flight attendant speech of you've got to put the mask on yourself first before you can help someone else. So I don't, and I don't think it's selfish. I mean, I think some people might argue maybe that it's selfish, but I would argue that it is not that you, I think we would both be completely in agreement on it starts with you. So if you're not healed or healing back to the ING that we talked about, (laughs) if you're not in that, place of working on that stuff, then how can you, how can you show up for other people uh, in a really good way? Unless you, unless you're doing that stuff. And I think that that counts for everything for mothers and their children, for spouses, for the friend, like you've just feel, we, we all feel this need to give to others, which is wonderful. But if you're giving from an empty cup, you end up getting bitter. You end up feeling depleted. You end up feeling empty. And then you're like, then you get resentful and you're like, why aren't you filling up my cup? And it's like, no, you fill up your own cup. And so a lot of people will argue that it's selfish, but I think that just comes mm-hmm. from an uninformed place of codependency. And we all have that. We yeah. either have codependency or super independency. And my, I tend to go toward the independent side, the, you know, I don't need anybody. Nobody needs to help me. That kind of thing. A lot of us have codependency. It sounds like a bad word. It's not, but I think that that's where the selfish thing comes from. They, oh, well, it's selfish of me to want to do things for myself, which is, could not no. be the truth. I, I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Okay. So now the, the deep dive into your passion. Okay. I want, it sounds like you have really led a very, um, what would be a good word for it? Like varied life. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got overweight, tap dancer, bodybuilder, eating disorder. Now your, your, your platform, I think the journey from that to where you are right now of self-love in a healthy way. And I know you do yoga. So mm-hmm. and that's a part of of who you are. So kind of how did you get to this place right now being, uh, you know, having a podcast and, and coaching others in, in wellness? I mean, is the coaching specifically uh, about healing and wellness or, or is it, or, or you tell, you tell us what it is. I don't need to guess you're here. <laughs> no, okay. No, well, let me see if I'll, well, the coaching I'll start with that is self-love coaching. And so I use the modalities of yoga and meditation and a lot of other different tools that I've learned over the years on how to teach yourself to do the shadow work that it requires to really love yourself. Not just, you know, I'm going to take a bubble bath every day. And that means I love myself, but to actually look at those parts <laughs> of you, which is okay. Like, and I always tell my people like that's self-care and that is a tool to get to self-love. I want you to do all the bubble baths. I want you to do the face masks. I want you to do the tea and all the stuff that gives you to take time for yourself. But when it comes to self-love, it really is the shadow work. And so that's kind of, like you said, I've lived a varied life, a very colorful life. I've moved. I'm 36 years old. I've probably moved at least 30 times. I moved a lot. And I think it comes from my childhood because my mom moved me around a lot because she was doing drugs and doing her whole thing. And so Um, I lived in Austin for eight and a half years and I moved 10 times just in the eight and a half years that I was there. I've lived in Chicago. I lived in Vegas. I've lived in Arizona. I've lived all over the place and I've done theater, bodybuilding, personal training. I've done all these different things. I've had these weird jobs that people are like, who are you? Like, what, what have you, you've also done that? Like, what is going on? Like people hear my story and they're like, you're all over the place. And it's because I just want to dip my toe in all the things. And I was also trying to figure out who I was. And so like, part of that shadow work too. At one point I shaved my head because I just 
Wow. Done with my hair and I was tired of it. And I had this really bad relationship with it. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to shave it off. And I just shaved my head and everybody was like, what? (laughs) And so I had a shaved head for six months and then grew it out. And so that to me was my, my personal way of trying to figure out who I am. And even recently in a couple of years ago, I was dating a very toxic alcoholic and I had thought that I had healed some of my sexual trauma and we broke up because he was awful. And it sent me into this tailspin of just Mm. serial dating. And I was like, Oh wow, I need to look at that now. So I'm constantly doing things, throwing myself into stuff that gets me to look at myself. And I don't know if that's just my personality or if that's what I signed up to do when I got here, but all of that to say that I ended up here because of all of those experiences. So a few years ago, I um, got diagnosed bipolar, which makes sense to me because it does run in my family. And there's a lot of mental illness in my family. I was very traumatized as a kid and I've got a lot of imbalances. However, now I haven't been on meds for years and I do a lot of work. And so I have a much more balanced state. And if I am bipolar, it doesn't really affect my life the way that I believed that it would. But I met a mentor then about five years ago now, and she's still in my life. She calls herself my second mom. And I love her very much. She's one of my favorite people. She's my homeopath. And um, that kind of led me into the journey that got me here. And so all that really, really hard work that I did and I continue to do, I'm doing right now caused me to be, to land right here. I got my yoga teacher training back in 2016. Um, I started my podcast this year. I started this platform last year and I've always known I want to help people. I've always been a person that people want my help. And so it's been, I don't know. It it feels like a calling. I I still have some things I'm trying to figure out. There's certain things that don't work for me in this platform all the time. I I get depleted really easily. And I've learned that. Do you know anything about human design? I mean, I like how it sounds. I like, (laughs) I I don't know that that means I know anything about it. Well, is it like, is it like a theory or what is it? Yeah, it's like a theory. So you know how like, okay, so what's your sign? Are you like, uh, that would be Pisces. You're a Pisces. Ooh, I can see that. Okay. So it's kind of like that school of thought of like, if you read about Pisces, it talks about you and how you are and how you behave in life. And a lot of us know astrology. And then there's, um, the 16 personality test. I don't know if you've ever taken that. You might've done the Enneagram. I'm, I oh, like the Enneagram. You know your Enneagram? I don't remember. Yes. That. I'm equal parts one and eight with five being a close second to those two equal parts. So it's very similar to that. <clears throat> okay. The personality type is similar. It's the ENFP, INFJ. You may. Oh, right, right, that. right. Yes. Yes. And so the human design is much deeper and it like you do, you do the same thing. You give your birth date and your birthplace and all time and all that stuff, but it really gets into the, I don't, I can't, I can't fully explain that there are people right. that read your charts for $500. Cause I looked at it and I was like, I have no idea what this means, but I'm a projector, which means that I'm like the ultimate empath and I take everyone's energy. Mm-hmm. And so that's the hard, it's a hard thing as a coach to learn how to navigate that. Right. Cause I'm not like, there are manifesting generators who are go, go, go. And they're just happy to do that. And for me, I'm just like drained a lot because I'm taking on everyone's stuff. And so I've learned that recently. And so you need to really, uh, step into a lot of, um, self-care and refresh rejuvenate mode to be able to do that kind of work. And it feels like too much, like in our society, it's like, you know, go, go, go do the things. And for me, I feel like I need to rest all the time, but I'm kind of, (laughs) it's weird. I'm like, I'm always tired and I'm always like, I'm going to meditate again and I'm going to go do more yoga. And I'm just always in my yoga room, just chilling in there. And I'm just like, I spent all this time in there, but I think, um, 
if anybody's listening and they know what I'm talking about and they are projectors, there are places for us. It's just kind of, um, it's different. And so I think um, just learning about that, I, I totally went on a tangent. I don't even know where I went, how I no, got it's here. it's fine. I love it. I lo- absolutely love it. It's so fascinating and interesting. And one thing I, I, I have a friend who knows a lot about the Enneagram and she said, she reminded me that fives start the day, fives are investigative thinkers. Okay. So that's my number two. They start the day with 60% to give. So they've already start the day and not even at the hundred. So they're easily quickly depleted and need to kind of, you know, step back, recharge, be alone, whatever, whatever it is for that person, which I thought, Oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. And like you, I I want to be helpful and, and I can be very animated and seemingly extroverted, but in reality, I'm introverted because then I need to go and just be by myself and just like read or do very little. And I feel like I actually like plug myself into the wall. You're like battery. Yeah. It's like, Oh, not at a hundred yet. I got to keep, I got to stay here for a little bit longer. Yep. You know, but it took a long time to understand that about myself. And I think so much of what you're talking about in the self-love uh, arena, and obviously that can be a huge place, but so much of it is about self-discovery. Yes. I think so many of us don't even, I mean, we, you know, we go through life as ourselves and we think we tend to think what we're doing and how we're showing up in the world is quote unquote normal. Mm-hmm. And, and for us it is, but how about like being able to sort of look inward and figure out some of the things about who we are our different, you know, personality types or, or whatever. There are so many wonderful models out there to kind mm-hmm. of look at and check out and figure out who you are. And, oh, that's why. Oh, okay. And I feel like when you discover more about yourself, I actually feel like it's empowering. Absolutely. Well, and you learn how to be more of yourself. And so then you start asking for what you need. If you recognize I need alone time, but you've been the kind of person who was taught to give everybody your time. You have, you can start asking for it. Yes. Oh, I actually am a better person. I'm a, I'm a happier person, a more well-adjusted person. When I say, Hey, I need to be alone for two hours. Leave me alone. Right. And same with like in relationships, like you mentioned your boyfriend or in my case, my husband or whoever your, your partner might be being able to, like you say, ask for what you want or say, you know what? Like right before I came on this conversation, my husband happens to be home and he said, Hey, can I talk to you about such and such? I went, you know what? This is not a good time. I'm going to have to, you know, whereas probably in the past, I would have tried to squeeze in the conversation. And I just realized it's going to take, I cannot, I don't, my focus, I'm like, I'm Jen. I'm all about Jen right now. (laughs) Well, and and you would have like depleted yourself before you showed up and then you would have showed up and you would have felt just a tiny bit. Maybe it was 60% and then you got down to 50, just a little conversation. Well, and I think as women, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but I think somewhere along the way, we are taught very indirectly to be people pleasers. Mm -hmm. And so I think it is very hard for us sometimes to say, no, that doesn't work for me. And that is something like, you know, when I'm chatting with friends or whatever, I say, you know, there are certain things to keep in your back pocket that are handy. 
you know, one of them is, no, that doesn't work for me. Yes. It, it doesn't have to be uh, offensive. It's just, no. No, that doesn't work for me. Mm-mm. And people feel really uncomfortable. So for your listeners, that's a really good pillar of one of the things I teach about self-love is saying no. And I don't know if like when you first started saying no, if you were like, well, actually I possibly don't really want to, but, you know, you kind of tiptoe around it and you have yes. a hard time to being like, no, thank you. Or no, that doesn't work for me. Or no, I just, I, that doesn't fit in for me today. But we try so hard to be like, oh. yes, and it's because like, we want to please that other uh-huh. person and we end up spreading ourselves too thin. And it doesn't feel very good when no. you, you actually know you can't squeeze in that one more thing that it's going to have to wait until a better time when you can focus and give it your attention. And it ends up feeling so much better. And it was so wonderful to say, you know, not now is not a good time. Did he take it well? Is he? Yes. He, he goes, you know what? You're right. You're okay. right. But I mean, it was such a small thing, but, it, it, but it's an empowering thing because it's reinforcing like, yes, you know, this was not a good time. I mean, maybe he's a, I don't know that he's a better multitasker, but I think he can kind of, maybe his processing is different in that he could have squeezed that one more thing in. But I feel for like men also compartmentalize more than we do. Well, that's true. Like that's they a good can separate point. it. And so like my, my boyfriend can be like, okay, well, I'm thinking about this right now. And then I'll think about this. I'm like, I'm doing it all at once. What do you mean? Like, I'm thinking about all of it right now. <laughs> all the things being thought about immediately right now. <laughs> like, okay. Right. Exactly. So I think men are just different in the way that they process. And that's true. Yeah. That's true. It's so, so interesting. I, and so that's a good thing. Like, and so for anybody listening, you don't have to start with the big things. You don't have to start no. by telling your boss, no, I'm not going to do that. If that's a really big, scary thing for you, start with the little things. Be like, no, no, thank you. Or, or try, and you might fail a few times. So a lot of the time, right. like, yes. I used to, you know, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I used to do that a lot. And over time, it, my nose have gotten firmer. And sometimes I still struggle, but for the most part, when you, it's a practice, just like anything like like weightlifting, how you have to build your muscles up by going bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger. And you have to keep showing up. It's the same thing. You're working your no muscles. You're working your self-love muscles. They're all muscles that you have to practice. Right. That's a very good point. Really good point. All right. Where can people find you when it comes to all the things? I'm all over Instagram. You'll see me on there every day. I'm very, very active on Instagram. So at the selflove.yogi. So I've got a couple of giveaways going on there right now. I Super. do live videos every Monday. I post all my classes there. And then my website, uh, selfloveyogi.com is also where you can find all of my products, how you can work with me. I've got some freebies on there. I've got my podcast is posted on there. Cool. You can find me anywhere podcasts are. I'm sure your podcast is on all of them. I'm on all the platforms, I'm sure. And then like, I got picked up on other platforms that I didn't even put myself on. I'm like, how did I get there? I'm on what? How did I even, I don't know. They added me. I have no idea how I got there, but. And then some of them say, I've never even heard that. I know. Yeah. And they're like, your podcast is here. I'm like, when, how? I didn't do that. (laughs) That's great. That's fine. That's great. Um, That's wonderful. That's pretty much, that's all my stuff. And I, I, I'm about to start hosting more online classes. I hosted one last night where I did some uh, intention journaling, meditation, and yoga. And I'm going to start doing those a little Wonderful. bit more often. Some like mini self-love retreats on the weekends, virtually. Great. And so I got all kinds of stuff going on. Super. Oh, that's wonderful. And thanks for sharing all your information. I'll be sure to include it all as well in the show notes. Yay. So thank you, Jen, once again, for modeling absolute graciousness. I mean, it just, it, it makes me even tear up at the thought of how 
gracious you were about all of this. And I'm, I, to say that I'm appreciative, just barely scratch the surface barely scratches the surface. I am very grateful. Thank you so much for who you are, for what you want to share in the world and um, doing the thing, doing the stuff. I mean, it's not easy, but it's like the alternative. The alternative is, is for me, it's like almost unacceptable. I, yeah, I don't want to like look back and well, I wonder if I'd Try that, how that would have gone. Uh-huh. Do you know I'm going to try all of it. I think about that a lot. Because it would make sense. <laughs> like, you know, when you're like having a hard time financially, you're like, well, maybe I'll just get a job. No, I'm like, I'm going to try all the things. And I know, I don't, my friend actually said this might resonate with anybody. I don't know, but persistence doesn't recognize failure. And so to the grave, because no matter what, if you keep going, you'll get there. Just keep going. Oh my God. I know. Oh my gosh. Persist. I'm writing it down. Yeah. Right. She said that. Persistence doesn't recognize failure. Uh Persistence doesn't recognize failure. Gosh. So you just one foot in front of the other. I have been, you know, from the, I had to restart my Instagram account because it got deleted. Then I just start all over. And I'm very, I know, but it happens. And I, and I cried about it and I tried to get off Instagram for about two weeks. And then I was like, all right, I'll go back and I'll start all over. And I built an account from scratch again. And you know, things happen. You don't, you don't remember to record. I last (laughs) night my sound like was all messed up during my yoga thing. And I was beating myself up about it. Like, but am I going to quit because of that? No, no. And what was it you said? I'm I'm doing everything. I'm going to do I'm doing everything. all the things. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to try everything, <laughs> whatever it is that I have to do to make this work. And and I have like it's funny too because it's a slow growth. So anybody, yes, included like you, we're all out here trying to make a difference. It feels like a saturated market, but it's really not because there are so many people that need to hear exactly what you have to say. And so trying to remind yourself of that while you're yeah. watching other people kind of rocket in their own um, niche or whatever, and you're like. Right. Oh, why am I not rocketing? And so I'm like, I'm trying to figure it, you know, and I I'm slowly rocking and my rockets like, like it's trying. And so I just keep shifting and adjusting and I'll shift something. And it's like, Oh, that works. This doesn't, you just, you just keep showing up. That's all you can. That's, yeah, that's great. Great advice. Show up. Yeah. That's, up. that's really good advice. Super. Advice works for yoga too. So anybody, if you want to do yoga, just show up. Yeah. Show up. Very good. Well, Jen, thank you so much again. I'm very grateful. And um, I will, you know, get put this together. And next thing you know, it'll come out next Tuesday. So you'll get to see it then. And I'll be sure and let you know the second it comes out. I'm so excited. I'll share it all over. Thank you, Jen. Really appreciate you you so much. Thanks so much. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Her nugget of wisdom, want to heal the world? Then heal yourself first, is excellent, practical, and sound advice. We need to make sure our cup is full of goodness before we can share it with someone else. Plus, that's really all we can do, work on ourselves, show up as our best selves, and keep showing up. Thanks, Jen. That's a keeper. The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. 
On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under UnabashedU. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedu at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now our blessing. Yes, we've all been through stuff. Pain we wish hadn't happened. Heartbreak we hoped we wouldn't ever have to feel. Yet it is all of that we can take with us into a better version of ourselves. Processing, forgiving, accepting, expanding, looking for the gifts of it all. And then may we reach behind to help the next one who needs it. Let's do that. Be that. Amen. Go be unabashed. Be unabashed.